0: This is So Wizarding.
1: This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastair, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel run
2: in under 12 parsecs. There will be no one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 497 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: That's my dead person sound.
1: So it's just like you inside normally
0: yes yes excellent and the
1: expert mr mark mark ellis reagan yo what is going on everybody welcome to the podcast you are listening to so wizard podcast where three friends review movies tv and sometimes more podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week it's our review of lisa frankenstein but before we get into all of that how's everyone doing this week mark ellis how are you? I am good.
2: Squeezing in this this uh, screening of Lisa Frankenstein was a little bit tough because I was in New York. Uh, I was on Long Island for a birthday party all weekend. Um, so knowing that I was going to be out of town all weekend, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to be able to, to get to the movies in time. But uh, I had the day off and made it to the movies and just made it out. <laughs> earlier today here to record an episode to talk about lisa frankenstein of all things you know what Uh, that's called mark it's called pod before life man it sure is (laughs) but uh yeah other than that uh i'm good i'm good uh just uh rocking and rolling i put up some new designs last week and more on the way and uh yeah i'm hoping uh people check out our t-shirts and mugs and baby onesies and all of those things
1: Awesome, 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 awesome. We're glad you made it to the podcast. Aubrey Litchfield, how are you?
0: I'm existing. Um, <laughs> Much like most times, I can't really say too much has gone on this week. It, it's been kind of a, a quiet week as far as my life goes. I'm just working. I went to see this movie before you both did, which is shocking to me because I saw it yesterday. Uh, so you guys had a lot longer to see it than I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you had a couple days before me, so yeah, uh, nothing much. Awesome, <laughs>
1: this is exciting ever, evergreen content for the listeners out there. So,
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat, Aubrey. I, I have nothing exciting going on. It's just the time of year, there's not much happening. It's cold. Well, it's been really nice the last two days in Massachusetts for some reason, it's been like in the 50s. But it's going to allegedly snow really bad tomorrow as we record this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping against hope that it doesn't and I don't have to snow blow. But I I feel like winter always gets us, Mark, with like one last time. You're like, hey, it's almost time to not have to worry about snow for about nine months. But I'm going to get you one last time
2: just in case you forgot what winter was like in new england i know spring is tomorrow but here you go here's a, here's a little taste for
0: you
1: right yeah. i know it's been 50 degrees out for two days and all snow everywhere has now melted but i'm coming <laughs> back
0: you know? i didn't even have any snow
1: uh you can fuck off <laughs> <laughs> honestly though thank you global warming it hasn't been too bad for a few years i'm gonna knock on wood Just so next year is not horrendous, but uh, it hasn't been too bad for a couple of years. So I can't complain horribly, but I just hate, I hate the snow. I hate the winter. And part of it is that, I mean, for the last, let's go. I mean, God, going back to when I was working at Whole Foods. So I mean, like five, six, so almost 10 years I've worked at places that don't close when it's bad out. So (laughs) you know like the, my kids are excited oh there's no school tomorrow and my wife's job when there's no school in the city she doesn't have to go to work cuz she works for the city um in a different town from where we live but she lives in the city she, sorry she works in the city obviously she lives in the city she works in the city so she doesn't have to go to work but for me it's like my job never closes so it's just like oh, okay well you know it's going to be bad out get in here leave early <laughs> Exactly. Great. So it's snow
0: uh, tires on your minimum wage.
1: Right. Sometimes it's like I have to like get up at five AM and snow blow because I have to get out of the driveway. <laughs> so it just sucks. But uh, you know, enough about that's what old people talk about. We're not old people. We're not talking about the weather for uh, much longer. So that that's really all that's been going on. I've just been working a lot and hanging out, so nothing exciting. So, you know, enough about us. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is podcast.
2: All right, everybody, you can head on over to so dot com. And there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV and movie reviews along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there, too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, GoodPods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout-out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and The Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. Joey.
0: It takes a lot of work. Okay. You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google calendar and then you build a following. It takes a long f- time and I've been working on it for a while. Okay.
1: And we are back. All right, guys, we all had a chance to go out and check out the movie Lisa Frankenstein. As always, we're going to start talking about our trips to the theater, talk a little bit about the movie, and then we are going to give our non-spoiler impressions So if you haven't seen it, and based on its box office, most of you haven't, uh, you'll at (laughs) least know what we thought. And then you can bounce and watch it and come back. The rest of you can stick around as we go a little more in depth. But to start, Marcellus Reagans, you went to the movies today as we record this. How was your trip? Uh, the trip was fine.
2: There I it's always well not always, but it, it's usually nice when you can pull up to the movie theaters and find a parking spot like right away because <laughs> there's no other cars there. <laughs> there's probably like maybe like six cars in a parking lot, which was great. So yeah, I made it in. There was still a line at the concession stand, ironically. How? How? Because <laughs> they redesigned it so that <laughs> this, is, this is awful podcast talk, but uh, yeah,
1: this is inside baseball <laughs> for, the, for the 10 people that listen that live within a five mile radius of us. They redesign the movie theater.
2: Right. So in the theater that I go to, there's, you know, there's a long counter and in each counter there's a I'm sorry, on a long counter, there's about, I don't know, six registers. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in between those registers, there's a cooler where you can reach in and grab a bottle of water or a can of iced tea or whatever. And when you go to the movies and you get in line, you have to stand behind one of the registers. So there's usually like six lines of people, usually all the way across the lobby, <laughs> almost back to the movie theaters, even though when it's really busy. So they redesigned it so that there's a queue now. So there's still multiple registers, but there's one line that goes into it. It's like a, they set up barriers of snacks and drinks uh, so that there's one line, you just get to the front of the line and then they go uh, register seven can help you register two can help you. And then you just go to the number. It's like the DMV kind of. Uh, so they, they set it up, which is very cool. It's going to come in really handy, I think, at some point. Uh, but <laughs> if there's more than uh, five people in line, you're in line. You know what I mean? You're basically in line. You're not going to be the second person waiting for the register unless you're made it to that point in the line. So even though there was only s- probably like seven people waiting to get candy, I still had to wait in the line of, of, of seven people. I was still, you know, eight and nine. So it was fine. It went okay. But I, I liked the new design and getting the snacks were, was easy, uh, but I can definitely see more people having the snacks delivered to their chairs for a couple of bucks more, which I think I might do in the future. Um, but other than that, there was maybe three other, no uh, like five other people in the theater, all of them <laughs> over the age of 65 <laughs> because it's a uh, Monday morning. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a, a big turnout uh, for the matinee show, but matinee prices. I can't beat that. Love those matinee right, prices. That's
1: right. Well, you know, I got a uh, gift card to the movies for my birthday over the weekend. So thank you to my wife who paid for Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> Awesome. (laughs) Aubrey Litchfield, how was your trip to the movies, who inexplicably made it to the movies before both me and Mark Ellis?
0: You know, it's because I went on Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) and (laughs) So that's why. Um, It was was empty. There was nobody else in the theater. It was just me and Max. So we talked the entire movie. It was great. It, it was really it was perfect. There was nobody else at the movie theater. <laughs> apparently that is the time to go is at the beginning of Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow. all right well, I also went today, Mark Ellis. Um, I was going to go Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. so obviously I love football, but I don't like either of those teams and I just didn't care enough to want to watch. but I ended up having to work that day on Sunday and I was going to go after work, but then machinations happened where I ended up having today off instead of a different day. And I, I immediately, my body goes, well, you can just go tomorrow. So relax. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. So I got myself up and I, I was going to go to a 12 PM showing the first showing of the day. And then I was like, uh, it's like, if I go to the 2 PM showing, I can still make it home in time to record. <laughs> so I went at 2 PM and Right off the bat, I will tell you. Guess, guess what happened? There was no one in the theater. Well, obviously there was no one in the theater. But guess, guess what happened? I I bought a, a large soda, and guess what happened? They don't you tell me, they me. Don't tell me they gave you a paper straw again. No, they they're back to regular straws. So they got another fucking Taylor Swift cup. <laughs> <laughs> so mad because they're. We talked about this last week, but these these cups are. They're smaller than a regular large soda. It's a fucking ripoff. I'm so mad. And it has Taylor Swift on it, which is even worse, but like, oh, it's very angry. So I took my soda and I went and sat in the movie theater and I always get there early because it's just how I'm conditioned to go to places. That's my wife's thing. And that's what she's done to our family. So we (laughs) always get places early. So I was there early. I sit down and, you know, I'm, I'm logging my letterbox and I'm making posts on social media about going to the movies and blah, 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 blah. And then the sound starts and it's newbie, but there's no picture. I'm like, what? Right. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just wait a little bit because it's not a big deal. But we're like halfway through newbie and there's still no picture. And I'm the only person in the movie theater. <laughs> the only person. So I'm like, fuck, they're not gonna give a shit <laughs> at all. They probably don't even realize there's a person here watching a movie. <laughs> So I got up and I had to go to the, there was no one working either. There was no usher or anything. It was just one girl at the concession stand. So I'm like, uh, hi. I was like, the movie picture is not working and it's only new but I didn't want to be like, I love Maria Menounos, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to tell someone before the movie started. And she's like, oh, okay. And she went and fixed it and came on. And then I watched the movie and then I went home and that was, that was it. It was a very uneventful time at the movie theater. Other than those two things, which is always good. It's nice to have, non-eventful movie theater trips though our good friend uh Nick from uh 2P's and the livestream for the cure happened to tweet afterwards that he was at the theater having a so wizard experience because there were people watching TikToks on their phones <laughs> oh <laughs> boy well he was there so I cannot wait to hear about that we, maybe we passed that demon on. It's like uh, it follows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we gave it to, to Gerald and Nick. But, uh, oh, man, we'll, uh, we'll have to hear about that on their podcast coming up. But that is good for us. Now we're going to talk about how we felt about the movie. And this is non-spoiler. Marcellus Reagan's. what did you think of Lisa Frankenstein?
2: So me personally, what I thought of the movie is it has a very cool visual style. It has very cool performances, but I personally could not wait until the credits started rolling. I'm like, <laughs> please let this movie end soon, because <laughs> I just I couldn't wait. I thought it was uh, it's it's a movie. It, it it's definitely a movie. Um, it's but, one of the movies of all time. <laughs> it's right. It's one of the movies ever made. Uh, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it wasn't for me. It was not for me. Okay. Wow. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen this movie before when it was Heather's <laughs> and um, I, I agree with Mark Ellis. It was, it was not for me. I don't know who it was for, but it was not for me.
1: Wow. Okay. So I was really excited about this movie, guys. Uh, The trailer just grabbed me, you know, the 80s setting, that kind of vibe, like Aubrey said, you know, kind of given that uh, 80s teen movie vibe Heathers or whatever, Uh, horror comedy, uh, Catherine Newton. uh, I I was ready to rock and roll. Uh, What do you guys (laughs) think I thought of the movie? (laughs) See, this is tough because A, Catherine Newton, B,
2: 80s setting. Not just Catherine Newton, Mark, but goth Catherine Newton. Oh, I even I'd even factored ahead in. <laughs> Somewhat goth Catherine Newton. Um, please step on me in your platform goth boots, please. <laughs> it's a it's a weird vibe. I can see some people liking this movie. I couldn't quite pinpoint if you would be one of them, but if I would, if I they was were in high this.
1: school, they were being rude <laughs> to each other. Uh, I would say yeah. I would say that you liked it, Aubrey.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean it. It's uh, it's high school girls, so <laughs> it's, it's a little difficult.
1: Well, you know what they say about them, Aubrey. You know, I get older and they stay the same age, man. You know, <laughs> I got some news for you guys. I fucking hated this movie. Oh no! Uh, way. This is an early contender for worst movie of 2024. It is February. Oh, and this is a contender for the worst movie of the year. I cannot imagine a scenario where it isn't at least in the top five worst movies of the year. Thank
2: God. I don't want to, I don't want
1: to live in a world where I watch four movies that are worse than this. <laughs> Take it out of the top spot. To be honest with you, that might be the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> it, this was awful. And I will hundred percent agree with you, Mark. I was sitting there and I'm like, God, is this going to fucking end or what? Jesus I was. I've never been happier to see end credits pop up. I. I, I couldn't leave the theater fast enough. <laughs> I. I don't care if there was an after credit scene. There could have been a hundred after credit scenes. There could have been an after credit scene of Catherine Newton counting down from ten and calling me a good boy, and I wouldn't have stayed. Like that. That was awful. It was so bad. I have so many problems with it, and we'll get into that in spoilers. We're not going to ruin it, but I I. I am so fucking disappointed and I really fucking hated this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I will say, I will say there is, there's a very uniqueness to this
2: film and
1: yeah, it's unique in sucking these nuts.
2: (laughs) I think there, it will find its audience, you know, um, Heather's as much as it's like a, whatever cult classic. Now it didn't exactly set the box office on fire when it came out.
1: um, no, Jennifer. but when you watch it, you can feel like it's a classic. Like, how dare Aubrey compare this movie to Heather's? Just, <laughs> I just want to get that out there. How dare you, first of all? Um, it's not even close. It's not even close. This movie isn't even... Um, a, a spare ink mark on the script of fucking <laughs> Heather's. Fuck this movie. No way. No, this is not even close. Sorry, but it's inspired by that kind of Heather's
2: mentality of um, of what makes that that movie work. What makes Heather's work that kind of dark comedy aspect. This movie is inspired by that. The same thing goes for Jennifer's Body, another movie that's a cult classic that did not exactly set the box office on fire. I do believe that there is a um, a group of uh, that will watch this movie and absolutely fucking love it which is why I say it's not for me but I can definitely see how someone
1: will really enjoy this movie well it doesn't sound like any of us are recommending it so if you haven't seen it yet maybe you should wait for streaming but if you have stick around because now we are going to spoil Lisa Frankenstein uh,
0: I've got some spoilers one clear spoiler, a spoiler.
2: you will die alone <laughs>
1: All right guys, first part of this is going to be pretty tough. Aubrey Litchfield, what did you like about this movie?
0: I liked the um the aesthetic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked the aesthetic, like the the you know, the, I liked the 80s setting. Didn't really need to be in the 80s, but I liked it. I liked the clothing choices. I liked the lighting and like especially in the tanning bed area like the garage I thought that that was really cool like it was kind of neon lighting and it looked really cool it was only it almost reminded me of um the monsters like I really liked Rob Zombie's lighting in the monsters and so I really liked the lighting choices in this um hmm other than that I I can't really say that I liked too much. I really wanted to like it. Mm-hmm. And there were like filming, there were like um actual filming choices that were kind of interesting, like walking through the graveyard and when she was high on PCPs. Um those filming choices, those those camera choices were really interesting. But yeah, that's kind of like scraping in the barrel trying to find something. <laughs>
1: mark ellis reagans you are a very nice person (laughs) you're like a genuinely a nice person like me and aubrey were terrible people mark you are genuinely a nice person so i'm sure there's something that you could find that you liked about this uh
2: yes there is actually a lot of things that i liked about this movie i did like the opening animation uh sequence that kind of explained where this guy came from or what his story was um, I thought that was a unique way to give them backstory. I thought it was going to come back into the story somehow, and it doesn't. But uh, I enjoyed that they introduced that aspect to it. And they did it through animation, which I thought was really cool. As Aubrey mentioned about the colors, I really like the color palette. I thought it really it really leaned into that neon 80s look. Um, and I know that you know it's kind of a play, like the title is a play on the... The artist Lisa Frank, who does like a lot of big colors and stuff in the eighties, that was like really popular with with the ladies. Uh, I don't remember any of that at all, but um, I can see how the movie being Lisa Frankenstein, how they wanted to pay tribute to Lisa Frank, the artist. I thought that was kind of cool, you know, just big bright colors. Um, I did think Catherine Newton was great. I thought she delivered a really good performance, considering uh, the last time I saw her was in Ant Man which was like, yikes, but, uh, she did really good here. And I, I totally bought her as the book book smart kind of bookworm nerdy girl at the beginning to the goth evil girl at the end. I I bought into that. I thought she did a really good job. And because her co-star doesn't talk at all, she has to do a lot of the talking and she, she relayed a lot of, she relayed the story really well. Um, just bouncing off of the guy who was grunting at her. (laughs) Um, I thought, the girl played her sister, Lisa uh, Soberano as Taffy. I thought she was great. I'm like, Oh my God, this girl can really act. And she's like really performing. And she's, the character is not written. Like you would expect this character to be in any other eighties movie. Like she's actually a nice person. She actually like is trying to bring the family together and she's sweet. And I'm like, Oh, I hope she doesn't die. I like I actually genuinely did not want anything to happen to her. Even though this is, You know, it's kind of a a horror, not really a horror movie, but it has like horror elements to it. It's a very hard PG-13 movie. (laughs) Like there are certain scenes where I'm like, "Ah, can they really get away with that in PG-13? Apparently they can. Uh, It's not gory at all, but they do kind of lean into like right at the edge of that, which is cool. I kind of like that. Um, And there was a couple of jokes, like the little reminders of him being a zombie, like he would lean over and like a bug would fall off of him. I thought it was kind of funny. Her asking him if he likes, uh, if she, if he wanted her to change the music, they're sitting down in a room and she's playing a, and they're playing the a, a radio. And she's like, oh, well, you know, if you don't like this, I have the cure. And he holds up his hand that's been chopped off, thinking that he, she has the cure to his missing hand. And she's like, no, no, I don't have that. I The cure is a band that, uh you know, they, they'll help you emotionally or whatever. I thought that was kind of a funny joke. Oh, and the... <laughs> When he sits down at the piano and he starts to play the music that's written on there and he starts playing Ariel Speedwagon, that I thought was actually funny because I was expecting something classical.
1: Um, But uh, yeah, I
0: fucking hate Ariel Speedwagon, let me just say.
1: My wife also hates Ario Speedwagon. Oh my god, what have they ever not done even? But not like I, I'm not sitting here saying I like Ario Speedwagon's like deep cuts or anything. But like <laughs> the songs that were popular in the '80s that were all over radio and MTV—they're like hilariously fun, like bad adult contemporary rock songs. Like who doesn't fucking rock out to those songs? But apparently, <laughs> yeah. Aubrey and my wife don't. Ario so. Speedwagon is an important part of our culture. Damn it. <laughs>
2: Um, Okay, so that's it. That's all I liked about the movie.
1: All right. Uh, Man, things I liked about the movie. Well, you know, misogyny out of the way first, obviously. Uh, Love Catherine Newton. I find her extremely attractive. And in this movie, she looked great. And All of her looks. She looked great in this movie. So I love her. Uh, I'll agree. I thought she was really good in the movie with what she had to work with, which was not much. Uh, I did like the colors as well. I did like them singing Speed Speedwagon. Sorry, Aubrey. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. It was a lot of fun. Kind of more of what I was looking for in this movie. And uh, I, there's been a lot of hype uh, for Robin Williams' daughter. Zelda is the director of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought there were some flourishes here and there of saying this person has talent and I would like to see more from them. I won't say a ton. I'm not going to run out and sit down in the theater for anything just because it's directed by her. But you're right. Um, you know, there was a lot of a lot. There were a few cool shots in there. Like when she's going into the cemetery and when uh, she's on drugs at the party, they did some cool camera tricks and stuff. But for the most part, it was really just filmed Pretty pedestrian, other than a couple flourishes here and there. So I wasn't like blown away, but I, I thought that it was better than I expected. So uh yeah, I mean that's really it for things I liked. <laughs> 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 we gotta get into things we didn't like, though. That's really the most important thing because this movie does not sound like any of us liked it. So Markellas Reagans, what are things you did not like about this movie? Uh yeah. So
2: as I mentioned, it had a really cool opening with the animation. Uh it kind of showed you know, what his life was like before he died. Uh, and then that never really came back. And I thought that would nope. that would do something with his character or something, part of the story or anything. Uh, it, it never popped up again. No. Um, and it
1: even said unmarried on his uh, gravestone. And that's never mentioned or referenced barely at all until the very end of the movie.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. So I guess I can kind of see how that, that book ends. Cause he was buried in the bachelor's graveyard. But then they got married at the end, so it wasn't a bad I don't know. how did they get married though? Uh how <laughs> how did he come back? To, how did he come back to life? How did she come back to life?
1: <laughs> exactly. There's there's a lot of questions in this movie that's just like, ah, don't worry about it. It's not so, good yeah. enough of a movie I thought to they were just like, say, don't worry about it. And,
0: I thought they were like in the afterlife like that.
2: Oh, you know it Could be, could be, but then he didn't really die, he just got better. Like, he just got better looking and more alive as the movie went on. So I didn't think that he died, but you might be right, Aubrey. Maybe that that was the afterlife. The fact that she, like, completely embraced that there was a zombie in her house immediately, and she's sitting down and, like, playing records for him and stuff, uh, that just seemed odd. Uh, I didn't really buy that. I guess it's kind of a tribute to the 80s movies where, you know, an alien would just be hanging out in the house, and the kids will hide it without telling the parents i guess that's understandable but i don't know i i needed a little bit more from the story the the casting of the dad from stranger things as the dad here i'm like that is the laziest casting (laughs) in the world in the world practically
1: playing the same character
2: seriously it's like we need someone like the dad from stranger things
1: why don't you get the dad from Stranger Things? Perfect, <laughs> you're a genius. Where was the dad uh, from Psycho Goreman when we needed him? Right, <laughs> I love that dude. Uh, so yeah,
2: so that, that felt like really lazy casting. Um, none of the characters had an arc except for Lisa. She's the only one. But I guess if it's called Lisa Frankenstein, she's the only one that you surely care about. But if you're going to introduce all these other characters, at least have them have something or do something. But I felt like none of those characters really contributed to the story at all. Uh, The jokes were flat. I was praying for like a good joke. Uh, The Ario Speedwagon one and the Cure one was probably it. Uh, But everything else, totally flat. The pacing was horrendous. I could not believe how long some of these shots just lasted on these characters doing absolutely nothing. When when Lisa's saying, I can't fight this feeling anymore. And she sang the entire song. (laughs) <laughs> like they could have cut out half of that song. Like, we all know the song. We did not need to see her do the whole song horribly. Uh, that's just that just seemed way too long. Um and that's I will one of the
1: only good parts of the movie. Why would
2: we cut it?
0: Because <laughs> it's Ario Speedwagon and Ario Speedwagon sucks. <laughs>
2: there you go. Um and uh I will never listen to On the Wings of Love ever again without thinking of uh, a flying penis um going through the air because that was just <laughs> horrific and uh just horrible um but yeah i thought the pacing and i love jennifer's body i think that movie is really good uh i love diablo cody's last movie tully like i really love that movie so i was really looking forward to a cool diablo cody script and i don't know if it's in here or not it doesn't feel like like the jokes that are usually like snappy and quick it doesn't feel like they're in this story at all so i don't know if it's a bad script or the direction. I'm not sure where it falls, but this movie just does not work as a quote unquote movie, at least for me.
1: All right. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield. How about you?
0: Yeah. Um. So the only Diablo Cody movie that I've really watched was Juno. And I liked Juno. Oh no. I've, wa- I've watched Jennifer's body too, actually. So I shouldn't say that's the only one. So I can't say like, with my experience, you know, those two movies i I enjoyed them. so i I was expecting a good script, which I agree with Mark Ellis this was really disappointing um as far as Diablo Cody goes, not that I'm a Diablo Cody expert. um but I also I wa- I wanted to like this movie a lot because it was Zelda Williams directing it. I really, really loved Robin Williams. so I, I really wanted to be supportive. And, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't live up to the expectations I had in my head at all. It's, it's very clunky. It, 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 a lot of it doesn't make sense. So like the story is okay. It doesn't feel like it progresses very well. It feels like you're on the same day all the time. doesn't really feel like there's much progression in anybody's character, Except for Lisa Frankenstein, and and she just kind of like, and it's Lisa Swallows. Except for Lisa Swallows, and and she makes such a drastic change over a very short period of time. the The timeline just feels very weird in this movie. It doesn't feel like it makes sense at all. I um I didn't buy that guy as the editor of the paper (laughs) that was not a good casting choice the casting choices in this movie were either really good or really poor i really do like um cole sprouse so to see him in this role was really i i was more optimistic uh, because of that, like he's a very good actor, so I was really surprised to see him suck so bad in this movie. Wow! I really liked the actress of Taffy, um, but I I also feel like they didn't give him the opportunity to be a good actor in this role. Like I feel like it was not written well. He was he was written very poorly, and so it sucked. It sucked to see that because I feel like the the story just as a whole is not that well fleshed out and it or fleshed out. It it's very, it's like, they're like, we have this idea, so we got to make this work and we're going to have this kind of transition to it that like somewhat makes sense, but doesn't exactly work. So like nothing seamlessly goes as far as this movie makes sense. And you know, it's about as well as I'm explaining it. it it's, <laughs> it's not very good. it I didn't like I didn't like how one minute Lisa's like screaming and running in the front yard and running away from him. And then the next she's like, all right, there's this like extremely dirty person in my house who just broke in. It could be all right. Could be all right. <laughs> and like gives him a shower and everything. And then like just lets him sleep in her closet. Their love story is, is like, I get where they were going, but you don't really care like it doesn't give enough buildup for you to care about their love story. It's just like you know where it's going, and then eventually they're in love. I also saw that her sister was sleeping with the editor from like a mile away, and that was disappointing because I hate guessing the movie before it happens. I really wish somebody would surprise me with their their ending there.
1: I didn't see that coming at all, but I also didn't care. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. It. it, it I think that's the main part that I'm trying to get at is like, I did not care about anything in this movie. I did not care about any of the characters I did not care to see where it was going because it just wasn't that good. And it wasn't, I wasn't like super angry watching it. Like I have been with some movies, but I didn't care. It felt like a waste of time and it was a short movie, but it felt very long It felt about as long as Argyle was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess that's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will uh, start off my dislikes with uh, sadly, Lisa herself. The main character is a, a horribly unlikable person in this movie. And first of all, before we even get into that, did her mom being killed by a home intruder have anything to do with the movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, like never seemed to come back as being relevant.
1: Yeah. I was
2: waiting for that storyline to come back too, And uh,
1: yeah, it never really did. Right. It had, it, it completely superfluous. Nothing. It didn't affect anything at all. Like, it, I mean, I guess we got a joke a couple of times about her breaking stuff in the house. Like, I don't understand. It is awful. Um, plus, so this was sold as like a love story between her and, uh, Cole Sprouse and he's a zombie or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, for like 75% of the movie, she is in love with the newspaper editor guy. Right. And doesn't give two flying fucks about the Frankenstein guy in her closet. Really? I mean, she thinks it's cool, but at the same time, like there's, there's no, there's no love story there. (laughs) until she gets rejected uh, or finds out that her sister is sleeping with the guy she liked. And then all of a sudden there's this, there's a, there's a love story between them. all of a sudden she's madly in love with them and they're willing to kill and go on a Bonnie and Clyde killing spree. What? <laughs> <laughs> like the, it, that, that was awful. <laughs> like it, it's just awful. It, 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 there's no one to root for in this movie because Frankenstein can't really emote. And I don't think they did a, uh, clearly we know that he is in love with her because right. that's the movie, but I, I didn't get a feeling from him at all that he was too put out by it. And he's going along with helping her try to <laughs> hook up with another guy. So I, I, I don't understand at all. Like there was no love story there. Like there was no enjoyable, fun horror comedy love story there. It was just awful people <laughs> in an awful movie. I just, I, I Blown away by how much how unlikable the main character was. And then, you know, she's doing this stuff, but like, it just seems like like the Frankenstein stuff like wasn't the main thrust of the movie. <laughs> like yeah. her getting him a hand was like nothing. Like it didn't matter, but her trying to hook up with this guy at school was was important. Like then the cops figure out that she killed that kid, and what?
2: <laughs> they have all this evidence that shows her walking away with the kid that turned up missing, and um yeah, and then Frankenstein even kills like one of the guards that's at the at the crime scene and like there's no no consequences to any of that at all, right and
1: how does he know how to drive <laughs> uh he, oh, pff, he's smart.
0: Right, because she makes that comment about him riding one of those big bicycle things.
1: I don't know, man. It's hard to really verbalize like what's so bad about this movie, but it's just the script is a mess. It's not very funny. For a horror comedy, it's not very funny. I had a couple sensible chuckles here and there. But for the most part, there was no humor, really. It was just watching something. It felt like this this is another one of those try hard colon with a vengeance movies because it's trying desperately to be a cult classic <laughs> like it's desperately trying to invoke feelings of 80s movies you watched as a kid or you know even nowadays and like just trying so hard like like this is going to be the t-shirt we sell at hot topic for the next 10 years like it was trying so hard and it you could feel it. It felt like when you watch Sharknado or it felt like a Sharknado type movie of of trying to be a cult classic. Like It just was trying so hard and it was not even coming close. And the characters are unlikable. Like I said, there's some cool shots at times in the movie. I liked the animated opening like you guys did. I liked, you know, the PCP trip and, and a couple of the shots, which is in the graveyard. But for the most part, it just looked like a TV movie. Um. So there was really nothing too exciting there, and storyline wise, it just sucks. Like it, it, it advertises itself as a, as a movie about her and Frankenstein, and and for the most part, it's not really about that. It's about her wanting to date some guy at school, and Frankenstein is almost superfluous to it. Like, and like Aubrey said, you know, like she doesn't even really react that much to him breaking into her house, and then. But she was. She should have because the movie fucking shows her mom being killed by a home intruder.
0: (laughs) This is where I thought the whole thing was going. I was like her mom was murdered by a home intruder. So then like she's going to have this reaction to some home intruder. And it was like she didn't care.
1: Chekhov's gun. Like why do you introduce that at all? I thought I kept waiting throughout the movie. Like, okay, maybe her stepmom killed her mom. Maybe her dad killed her mom. Maybe something happened with her mom, but it, they never mentioned it again. <laughs> just once in passing, everyone goes, oh, I think she, maybe she killed her mom. Like, okay. But that wasn't even a joke. It was just a line 75% of the way into the movie. So what was the point of all that?
0: There was a lot um, that you waited to like get from the movie that never happened. Like what, who this masked intruder was that killed her mom. Like it could have been her dad. you find out like, there's so, there's so many things that it could have done with little tidbits of information that they felt as though you needed to know. Why
1: did the tanning bed turn her into a Frankenstein?
2: Uh, it
0: killed her. Cause they put it on max. Yes. Yeah, so no well, I know executed. she died, him, like,
1: but like, why did she come back? Because he came back because of some sort of magic in the graveyard, like a, ball of light or something if i'm remembering the passing fucking dialogue but none of that happened to her so why did she come back uh he wished for her to come back okay
2: (laughs) i'm guessing i don't know
1: i i I don't understand i don't understand the movie has no internal logic the fucking neighbors are just sitting there watching her getting assaulted by a like muddy monster on her front lawn and don't even care
2: yeah they're like that's that weird girl again Maybe if
1: she know the other one. <laughs> maybe if she'd like run outside screaming and he didn't come outside, or you know whatever. Fine, but like clearly something is happening across the street, not like something that's easy to ignore. You know, it's not like uh, whatever. I don't even fucking remember what movie it was where they call the sheriff and he's like, "Oh, last time you prank called us about gremlins or something," you know, like it's it's not like that like they're literally staring at her being assaulted by a zombie and they don't care and it wasn't funny so like what is the point of this
2: <laughs> well the movie it sets up its own kind of internal logic and reasoning and you either are down with it or you're not down with it you know it sets up its own kind of frequency kind of like mean girls the musical you know, it kind of, ex- they don't really need to explain everything. They just kind of set up this is the world, and you're either going to be like, okay, as long as I'm a part of this world, I accept it, or you're going to be like, none of this makes sense, and I need something to make sense in order for me to enjoy this movie. This movie does not care about it making sense. It just wants to, uh, as you said, it wants to be that cult classic. And, and it doesn't matter if it's breaking
1: logical rules at all. I just don't understand like what the thinking is behind how bad this script is. Cause I, I, and I've never seen Jennifer's body and I've certainly never seen Juno or any of these other movies um, that
2: I'm sorry, how what, there is no way I'm going to sit here and believe that you, Joey DeCarlo have not seen Jennifer's body.
1: I haven't. It came out and we weren't doing a podcast in 2009. So, um, Derek didn't want to see it, and Jen didn't want to see it, and I wasn't going to go to the movies by myself at that time. So,
2: wow, okay,
1: All I just right. never saw it, and I don't think it's ever been on DVD or um, not DVD, but it's never been on any streaming service that I can remember, and i just got never it. had the opportunity to sit down and watch it. So, I am, I it's got to be. I'm I'm it's literally stunned that that you have not seen this movie
2: based on the trailers alone. I, I know,
1: I know, we had big posters at a. Uh, Hot topic when it came out of uh, Megan Fox in a schoolgirl outfit. So I mean, I, I can't believe I didn't see it either, but I just never <laughs> saw it. Uh, the Other movies have, are just not my jam. So uh, there's no place in the multiverse where I would like to watch Juno. Um, it just looks boring to me. But uh, you know, I, I've heard the hype around Diablo Cody. So uh, to have a movie like this with such a mess of a script is not uh, not exactly making me say, "Wow, I need to look up the rest rest of her uh, filmography." Yeah, uh, it, it's just a mess it's a mess and it, it's it's just not a fun watch like towards the end of the movie I'm just like Jesus can this just end already it kept, felt like it was never gonna end and like like she lights the fucking house on fire and I thought okay then it's panning up okay credits were over no <laughs> we have to go to him reading to her in the bench and then I'm like all right fine it's over and no we got to go to them in the uh, graveyard and like oh God <laughs> what was the thing where her sister stumbled out into the road in the um graveyard when she's all bloody and the guy just drove by her didn't care
0: i think it was a play on the fact that they said that that graveyard was cursed
1: what 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 did it have to do with some old guy driving a car
0: he probably thought she was a ghost i don't know Uh,
1: uh, it's just a weird choice dude I just what I'm saying like was that some kind of joke or cameo or something I just didn't get like I, it just was like what is what is fucking happening here like ah so yeah I mean to me those are the big issues I had with the movie uh, Lisa is completely unlikable I don't buy the romance between her and Frankenstein and that's the crux of the movie right there <laughs> I don't like the main character and I don't buy her romance in a romantic horror comedy so. Uh, What a mess. Just a disaster. And as far as I'm concerned, this is a really bad movie. Uh, the only thing left to do is to score it, guys. Zero to five. With five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you have for Lisa Frankenstein?
0: I'm going to give it a one.
1: <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think a one is good. I'm going to give it a one for the minuscule things that I did like.
2: <laughs> Mark Ellis, Yeah, I want to give it a higher grade than that. But yeah, a one sounds just about right for this. This is, again, there are people who are going to watch this movie and really connect to it and really love it. Uh, To me, it's one of the worst movies of the year. Uh, And it's only February, so there's still time. But yeah, this is definitely uh, a one-star movie
1: for me. I'm going to agree with you guys. I was going to go for a half, but I will give it an extra half star for Catherine Newton. This is not a good movie. And like I said at the top of the review, I don't want to live in a world where I see four movies that are worse than this this year. <laughs> but uh, it's very possible that could happen. I mean, we got next week coming, so
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. This is one of the worst movies of the year, without a doubt. Uh, we'll be talking about it in January of 2025. <laughs> I'm not doubting that at all. And uh, yeah, I'm a one out of five one out of five and i may even revise that down to a half you know what fuck it it's a half it's a half star out of five (laughs) fuck this movie the only redeeming thing is goth Catherine newton that's it sorry guys half star out of five terrible terrible movie avoid at all costs but like mark said maybe we got it right maybe we got it wrong hit us up on social media and let us know what you think and now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got?
0: Uh, I'm going to recommend everybody go buy a cameo from sensei. Ledoux <laughs> because because it's the best $25 I've ever spent in my entire life. That man, I, I bought a cameo for, for max for Valentine's day from sensei. Ledoux, And, um, if you don't know who he is, if you go on Instagram, his his screen name is It's Lorlo. And he essentially makes fun of all of the people that I had to serve at GameStop. And so I absolutely love him for it. And we we actually bought matching T shirts. He just put out these T shirts. They're like bootleg T shirt looking things and so we pre-ordered matching t-shirts and i saw he was doing cameos and i was like oh my god this is gonna be my valentine's day present to max and i just got it today it's like two and a half minutes long it's the best 25 dollars i've ever spent my entire life (laughs) it's so perfect
1: awesome awesome well we will definitely check that out Marcellus reagan's how about you
2: uh, yeah, I would recommend uh, if you have HBO Max, you can watch Jennifer's Body because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a much uh, better movie than this one. Uh, if you have Netflix, you can watch Tully uh, starring Charlize Theron, also written by Diablo Cody, uh, much more of a drama, but definitely uh, a much better movie than than it gets credit for. It The movie is it's a solid movie. It's it's about motherhood, which is something that, you know, you know, I, I don't know anything about because I'm I'm not a mother. Uh, but after watching this movie, I wanted to hug every mother in the world. Uh, it is such a, a well-written movie, and it really kind of it really kind of emphasizes how disappointed I am with Lisa Frankenstein because their <laughs> last movie because Diablo Cody's last movie was so good. Uh, so yeah, so I definitely recommend Jennifer's Body on HBO Max and Tully on Netflix.
1: All right, well, you know, I'm not a mother either, Mark But I am into MILFs, so
2: (laughs) Of course you are
1: I'll check that out Uh, I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com Where you can find the podcast every week Links to all our social media accounts And links to all our YouTube and Patreon content And now featuring movie reviews From Stu from SWO Productions All at sowizardpodcast.com Don't forget to subscribe to us On iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods Or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts We will be there check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam's been dropping two videos a week for the last uh, month and a half. And that's going to be our new cadence going through the year. And they've been doing great. Uh, We got a new cult classics ones coming this week. So check it out. Don't forget our Patreon where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content this month coming up. It'll be our Oscar picks with special guest Amanda. So get on board, support the show, get some extra content in your ears. And I will recommend a couple things. Uh, first, uh, I will recommend a film that is currently streaming on the screen box app. They were nice enough to send us screeners of it. Myself and Stu both reviewed it and we both loved it. It is called here for blood a million times better horror comedy than Lisa Frankenstein could ever hope to be. It is the tale of a girl who is supposed to go babysitting. Unfortunately, she can't make it. So, Her pro wrestler boyfriend decides to fill in so they don't lose out on the money. Unfortunately, it's the night a satanic cult was going to kidnap her and attacks the home only to find the wrong person there. The very wrong person. It's fucking awesome. Hilarious. Lots of practical effects. Blood squirting everywhere. Aubrey, you would hate it more than life itself. I loved it. (laughs) Myself and Stu both loved it. So I highly recommend that. Check out here for blood valentine's day is coming up guys and what better way to say i love you than heading out to the theaters and checking out madam web that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's
2: a gazillion other ways to say i love you other than madam
1: web that's right so once we all take our significant others on dates to see madam web coming soon to dating websites so is her podcast um But (laughs) that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast. That's right, guys. We're going back to the Sony universe of Marvel characters, Madam Web. That's going to do it for episode number 497 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Going strong on all movies we've seen I hate. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not getting better <laughs> Expert Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan
2: uh, I will agree with Aubrey 2024 is off to a rock rolling start Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, Everybody have yourself a great week And Wakanda forever
1: We'll see you guys next week For Madam Webb. Her web connects us all guys It does, it really does uh, uh, Shout out to Barbados Big ups to Barbados We'll see you guys next week Good journey